Reverend Carrie Holmes with a word to encourage you to carry on. This is a word at midnight. So I thought I would bring a couple of the Proverbs principles that I've been sharing and posting from Proverbs 31 to some of you, my sisters, at this moment at midnight, because I'm up and you may be too. Great thing too about being able to do this Facebook Live is you can join me now and you can also share it with anyone that might need an encouraging word to help them carry on. We're going to say a word of prayer and then I'll delve right into some of the Proverbs 31 principles that the Lord has encouraged my life with. Hey, Aaliyah, glad you're up. <laughs> nice to see you. Hope you're doing great. Um, throw in some questions as we go along. Hope you can be with me a couple minutes and feel free to share this. Hopefully, as you can see uh, there in the uh, heading, while I'm always talking about voice lessons, politics, community, church, worship, this segment is especially for my single sisters, for the Proverbs 31 principles that have really um, encouraged and enlightened um, my life, and I want to share them with you tonight. So it is great to see you. Please feel free again to share this with anyone who you know might be encouraged by the things that we'll share, and uh, we'll say a word of prayer, and then we'll delve right in. So God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for who you are in Jesus' name. We thank you for who you've called us as your daughters to be. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. It is the gift, the anointing, the comforter, the revelator, the illuminator, our helper that carries us through every season of life. And we thank you especially for your company, Holy Spirit, tonight. We thank you for being with us. And, and I ask you, especially Holy Spirit, that you would be with those that are watching and will watch in a special way. With my sisters who are your daughters, as daughters of the King, Lord God, that you would just allow your Holy Spirit to rest with them and, and to carry them, to comfort them, and even to convict us and to shape us and create in us more of the image of who you are as a reflection of you as the daughters of the king, that we would know the immense value that you place on us, which we are about to see the wondrous things in your word. Open our eyes to behold those wondrous things that you have for us in your word tonight and allow it to carry us through this next season that we're in as single sisters and as daughters of the king. In your name, we thank you and we pray. Amen and amen. So God bless you. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for sharing this with someone who can be blessed with it. We're just going to turn in the Word of God to um, Proverbs 31. And these are some of the principles. And now, of course, you know, I'll kind of move around to other verses as well. But this is the core foundation of what I wanted to share in these Proverbs 31 principles. You know, the real reason I was doing this is that um, I was about to text a couple more or, you know, post a couple more um, Proverbs 31 principles, and I realized this is a lot to text. It's going to be a lot easier for me to share it with you um, audibly, you know, so that you can hear it in an uh, audible voice. And then you can kind of pick out the um, posts that might encourage you, share them, um, and look at, you know, some other examples that you might be able to find in the Word yourself as well. But the foundational scripture is Proverbs 31 right here in God's Word. And I, this is just, uh, when you look at the original uh, text, the original Hebrew um, you know that the probably many of you know that the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew and the New Testament was originally written in Greek. And there are um, there are probably five different words, for example, in Greek for the word love. Um, this is something you're probably very familiar with and that you've heard 10,000 times. But it really highlights how much the original text 
gives meaning and life. And it's great to kind of get into the study books and study the word to see what it is that God is saying and like the fullness of his word. But there's like something like five different words for the word that we translate in our Bible, in the King James Version, as charity or love. But there's agape, which is God's love. There's eros. There's um, phileo, friendship love, which from which we get the word phila, Philadelphia, phileo, Philadelphia. And so there's so many different um, types and nuances to that very word love, which generally gets translated as just love in the English language or charity. But in the Greek, and also as it is with the Hebrew, there's so much in the actual word of the word. So enjoy this with me as we take a look at Proverbs 31 and the breakdown of what the Bible describes as a virtuous woman. And check this principle out. This is one of the things I was able to post just recently, and I pray that it will encourage you, especially my single sisters. The scripture starts in Proverbs 31.10, asking the question, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Now, if you back up to the original, um, reading this verse in context, if you back up to the original uh, start of Proverbs 31, it says it's the words of King Lemuel, and this is like an endearing name, um, scholars and theologians tell us, for um, Solomon, that his mother or those close to him would call him Lemuel. And this is part of the wisdom that he garnered from her. And it says it is the prophecy that his mother taught him. Now, right there gives you an inclination to know that you are about to hear and read and encounter in the word of God something that is going to jump off at the pages of you. It is prophetic while it is also um, while it is also directive, like it's giving directions to Lemuel, who is this the endeared one of his mother. And it's the prophecy that his mother actually taught him. So she took the, she had the word, a word from God, particularly for his life, particularly for Solomon. If you know anything about Solomon's life and how he was with women, you know that he needed this word, right? The Bible tells us that in the end of Solomon's days, that he had of thousands of, I mean, like there was a myriad of women, right, that were in his court. And the Bible also says that in the end of his days, after all of his experiences, encounters with God, it was the women that caused his heart and the, the high places and the altars and places that he built for them. It's what caused his heart um, to turn from the Lord. Now, when you think about this in context of what we're about to see this, God bless you, Brother Edson. God bless you. Um, the When you look at this in the context of the prophetic word that his mother was teaching him, this is like the first kind of layer that we understand from the word of God. And that is that this prophetic word of God is speaking to the areas and pitfalls that you're most likely to have. Now, the beautiful thing about the word of God itself <coughs> excuse me the beautiful thing about the word of god itself is that it speaks to each of us in different ways at the same time so the same person can read this and even hear this recording and receive from it exactly what they need on their journey where they are <clears throat> so look at this in proverbs 31 <clears throat> excuse me it says it's the words of king lemuel the one that was dear to God, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What my son, <coughs> excuse me, and what the son of my womb 
and what the son of my vows do do not give your strength to women so she's about to tell him what a proverbs 31 woman is like but she begins telling him that your strength as a man is not to be given to a woman or someone or, or to the type of woman that can destroy kings understanding that as great as you are solomon there are elements and nuances of your relationships and your connections to women that can bring you, which says other places in Proverbs, to a piece of bread. An adulterous woman, the scripture says, a strange woman can bring a man, a great man, to a piece of bread. And then she asks him, but who is the man that can find a virtuous woman? Now there's so much in here, but we're going to get to the sister side of things. Understanding that the first set of these verses is a mother prophesying and teaching and breaking down a prophetic word to her son, who is a king, who is her beloved, who is endeared, who she cares for greatly, who she wants to encourage, who she also is correcting. She says, what? What, my son? Like, it's literally a conversation. You can hear a mother say, what did you say? What did you, what did just came out of your mouth? What did you just do? What are you contemplating? Where are you living? What are you doing? What's going on? She says, what, my son? And what the son of my womb? Give not your strength to women and that which destroys kings. So she's giving specific instruction to this great man who had an awesome father. And you can see here, she has, uh, he has a, a mother who is a woman of prophecy. She is a woman of the word and she is a woman of wisdom herself. And she teaches him this prophecy. So this is the backdrop on which we're introduced to what we have come to call the virtuous woman. She's speaking specifically to the type of man that he ought to be. What my son and what the son of my womb, do not give your strength to women or your ways. Not only the moment of your strength and your attention, but also all that you do along the way. Don't give it to the things that destroy kings. Because the interesting thing about the thing that destroys kings is that it happens bit by bit. It looks like one decision, but it is actually a culmination of several decisions. And she's explaining this and helping um, Solomon, known as Lemuel here, that endearing name that his mother had for him, explaining to Lemuel, step by step, watch your ways so you don't give yourself away and give your character away piece by piece to being made into nothing. It destroys kings to give yourself away piece by piece <clears throat> or to give your strength to women piece by piece. He said it's not for kings. She goes on to tell him about his conduct as far as drinking, staying out all night, all those kinds of things that you need to have a mother tell you as you're growing and as you're building. God bless you, Apostle S.A. Thank God for you. This is a moment at midnight for my single sisters to encourage them with Proverbs 31 principles, most especially as I was just sharing because I've been putting them in post, but it's easier to share it audibly. And we pray that you'll each be blessed by this audible word, Proverbs 31 principles. Please feel free to share this with any sisters who you know can be encouraged by the word of God. So here we are understanding that this is a prophecy. This is a prophetic word from his mother. And this word, I'm telling you, there's no one that can prophesy to you like a mother to help you with the next season that you're in. And this is one thing that we know from God's word. His word prepares us for the next season. Even in the seasons that we see naturally, it helps us to understand things spiritually. The same way that spring leads us into summer and that which happens in summer leads us 
into a beautiful um, fall season, right? And then from fall, we go into winter and everything that transpires in winter then prepares us for another spring. Many of you probably know the saying that April showers bring May flowers. It's the things, the rain and everything, even the days that may seem gloomier that prepare us in the spring season for what's to come in summer because you cannot get to your next season without the previous season. And you have to learn those lessons, go through those processes. And sometimes as single women, we want to rush to relationship. We want to rush to feeling fulfilled. We even want to rush to like, okay, God, fine. If you're not going to give me a relationship, you're not going to give me a husband, then just take all the feelings away. Right. And we don't understand that our process season is part of what puts us in our prepared season. I just want to say that one more time to encourage one of my sisters. Our process season is what gets us ready for our prepared season. So you're not going to be ready to minister to a man of God who is your husband until you get your general relationships in order. You know, forgiveness, selflessness, being um, accommodating, all of those things that it takes to minister to your husband, you're practicing now. And the greatest relationship, sisters, that you are um, that you are cultivating right now with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the lover of your soul, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, there's no one else that can love you more than him. There's no one else that cares for you more than he cares for you. So if your attention to God and your attention to the things that he says and your attention to his love for you is minute in comparison to his great love. Sure, we think, man, when you put a man next to me, he's got muscles, he's got a mustache or clean shaven, whatever it is that you like, right? You're thinking as soon as what I want in the physical is next to me in the natural, then I'll be able to respond. But we know from spiritual principles that the truth is what you're doing now is what you'll do later. How you address relationships now, how you address the king of glory now is exactly how you'll address the king that's coming in your life, which is why God does exactly what he did with Eve, which we see here in the Proverbs 31 principle foundation. He got Eve ready. He made her with his own hand. He shaped and formed her. And the miraculous thing about it is that our God actually put Adam to sleep. Now, the Bible tells us that Eve was the rib, was made from the rib that came out of Adam. But interestingly enough, Adam had very little to do with it. And that's very much the way and process in which we are becoming that which God. And I encourage my sisters in this all the time. They're like, well, I'm going to date this. Listen, listen, however God is leading you in the Holy Spirit. God bless you, Sister Jinsiah. However God is leading you in your walk with Christ as far as dating and things of that are concerned. I won't delve into all of that now. Find out what the Holy Spirit is telling you. Where does he want your attention? Where does he want your affection? Because for a lot of us in Western America, that whole dating picture is like trying people on uh, month after month, year after year, trying to see if they fit. When in actuality, God needed our focus and he needed our attention. Now, I'm not telling you that you cannot date and I'm not saying that as a mandate from God, but I'm saying that the way our Western American dating system is kind of been set up. It's so that you can try people on. We usually, especially as females, delve, I mean, like we go way in. We're like head over heels for a particular person. We're just so glad that they called. We're really into them. Or to not be into someone that much, you'll see sisters that will, they'll go ahead and they'll 
um, date several people at once. And again, I'm not speaking against that. I'm just saying that the way that we do it because of the way our hearts are set up to be, um, you know, connected with one person and become one with someone, it's very hard to stop that train from moving in that direction when you meet someone that you care about. And because we as females, in the nature that God has given us and created us for are to nurture and to build up. As soon as we find someone to nurture and build up that's paying us any attention, we're quick to move into all these feelings for them that are just flourishing and they naturally are there. And we generally don't know what to do with them. So in these different types of situations, when you find yourself in these places, again, understand that the way you're handling the situations in your life now, whatever relationships they are, whether that's your family relationships, your relationships uh, to your father, which is very significant, which is, again, I believe why we have this picture here in Proverbs 31 of the mother, the, the, the parent, the parental speaking to the child, right? So that we can understand this is some of the first places that you get your information about how to be a man and how to be a woman and how to interact with others. So let's jump back into the Proverbs 31 principle for my single sisters. It's all about the first couple of chapters, or the first couple of verses are very specifically about the man and who and what he should be and how he should be. And that's how the virtuous woman saga opens up in verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? She's basically, uh, Solomon's mother is basically speaking to him saying, listen, if you want to gain a woman of noble character, you need to be a man of noble character. The one who can find a virtuous woman is the man who's a virtuous man. Remember this word virtue too is also used in the New Testament and the Hebrew and the Greek very, uh, are very similar and, and, and coincide kind of simultaneously with that word virtue. All throughout the scripture, it has a sense of not only the virtue that you possess, but what you release and what comes out of you and what happens when people come in contact with you. And of course, you've got to literally think about the woman who was um, dealing with the issue of blood. Remember, Jesus turned around in the midst of the crowd and he said, who touched me? Amen. And he said, because I sense that virtue, my goodness, my grace, my healing virtue, my power, the essence of who I am, someone accessed it by touching me. Amen. And now I need to know who is it that had that? Who is this virtuous woman? Who is this woman that had something on the inside of her that could reach out and touch something on the inside of me? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. So even in the New Testament, we see that Jesus being a man of virtue, being the son of the living God, filled with virtue, when a woman accessed what she needed to heal herself, amen? Remember, she said within herself, I know that if I can just get in touch with Jesus, this is a picture of the Proverbs 31 woman who understands out of all the relationships that I can have, Proverbs 31 principle number one, of all the relationships that I can have, the most important relationship that I already have is my relationship with my King, my Savior, my God. How you treat your time with Jesus, how you treat your time with him, how you treat what he's asked you to do, how you treat the love that he's poured out for you is exactly how you will respond in the natural to the love of a man that God places in your life. And there's no escaping those spiritual truths. Amen. But sometimes we feel because of the natural things that we'll do differently. Like, will God, if you bring him, I'll treat him right. Will you? How much time do you devote to God, the things of God, the things that he's been asking you? Now, 
Um, if you're someone like me who's been, you know, saved all your life and in ministry for years, sometimes it's very easy to give an easy answer and, and let what you do in ministry be the scapegoat. And let me help you with something that has really helped me. It really isn't about all the things that I do, you know, Sunday to Sunday or Saturday to Saturday, Monday through Friday, right? It's those very specific things that God has talked to me as Carrie Holmes about that he wants my attention on. And sometimes you can't see those things in the natural, right? Sometimes you think, oh, that girl's fine. She's, she's on her way. Oh, she's a blessing. Or she has no worries. Look at her size. Look at her shape. Uh, look at how much money she has. Look at that relationship she has. Look at the area she lives in. Or look at how much money she makes. Or whatever it is that we think makes that person, um, you know, eligible for, um, you know, the five-star pass on, on godliness or holiness or what it means to be a virtuous woman. But the scripture tells us, remember Samuel the prophet, since we're talking about prophetic things here in Proverbs 31, God said to him, I don't want you to choose the king of Israel based on stature or how this man looks. I want you to know that I'm looking at the heart and I need someone with a heart that is after me. And that's why he chose David. That's why the prophet, the prophetic, had to wait for the right heart. And sometimes we, as single sisters, we don't wait for the right heart, right? We're able to just like delve right in because we care, right? We're like, oh, well, he's nice. He'll be this, he'll be that. And we delve right into all different types of relationships based on how we perceive with our eyes. But the Bible says you don't lean to our own understanding. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We don't lean to our understanding, but all of our ways, we acknowledge who? Him. God, I acknowledge you, what you're saying and what you're doing in this season. And let me just invite you, sisters, choose your relationships prophetically. Choose them. Speak into the atmosphere and declare by God's word. When you see something awesome and precious about the King of Kings and the Lord of the you want that in your life? The Bible tells us in the New Testament that the way that a man is going to ought to love his wife is the same way that Christ loved the church. Speak that into existence. Declare that for your life and declare that you will be the virtuous woman whose husband uh, and the heart of her husband safely trusts in her. Declare that you are a trustworthy woman. If you see yourself getting into relationships and not feeling honest and open with people, or if you see yourself <clears throat> even outside of male-female relationships, if you know that you look at around like maybe the core main relationships that you have and you're like, man, I'm really not satisfied with how those relationships have progressed or how I feel about those relationships. Or you can see that there's strife or discontentment or maybe there's a lot of disappointment or maybe there's a lot of hurt and unforgiveness around those relationships. Maybe you've um, had um, types of relationships where the men in your life have disappointed you and you just really don't feel like you even ever want to have a connection with a man of God. And you're not asking God for anything, but you're actually asking him for the opposite. Like, God, don't send me anybody. I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to go through any pain, any hurt. God knows your heart. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you've been through. And Jeremiah 29, 11 is still true for you. The word says, I know the plans. I've got it scripted. I've got something written for you. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you a hope and a future and an expected end. I'm going to do you good, my daughter, and not evil. And this is one of the hopeful things that we understand in Proverbs 31. So one of our principles here to understand is that we really um, are in a season of preparation. Just like Eve was being shaped and formed and fashioned, sometimes we want to go past that. But I, I don't know if we sometimes realize, and I like to just pause and emphasize, 
that God formed Eve. Before he brought her to man, he shaped her, he formed her, he took her and made her a woman. He made her, before her name was Eve, before Adam even saw her, even though God was designing Eve for him, he was designing her for him and extracting that female essence and beauty of what it means to be female. Long before you're a wife, you're a woman, right? And God is the one who creates that. God is the one who makes you virtuous. God is the one who gives you beauty for ashes. He is the one who restores your soul. He is the one who lifts you up. He is the glory and the lifter of your head. He is the one who gives you the beauty of holiness. He is the one who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Nobody else can love you the way that Jesus can. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm getting happy. Let me go back to the scripture. Proverbs 31 principles. The woman that, that this is uh, being spoken of about, that word there for woman who can find a virtuous woman has to do with not only a wife, but a female. And the question who can find, the word find, is that male <clears throat> person. So it has the, the male connotation to it when you look at it in the Hebrew, but it also has several different meanings of find. It encompasses all of what it means to be found and understood as a female. And the question yet again, which I must emphasize, is who, what type of man will encounter, will find, will cherish a virtuous woman? And while generally Proverbs 31 is preached all about how the woman should be, and, and even women's conferences have adopted it as a whole thing about getting the woman to be who she should be, which is awesome, this original foundation is a question about Solomon and the caliber of man that he needs to be. And this is something that we as single sisters really need to understand. While you're becoming all that God has for you to be, do not set yourself up to be constantly unequally yoked. While you may be ministering to different brothers in the Lord or who are coming to know Christ or at your job or wherever they may be, guard your heart to understand the level that God has for you to live. He wants you to be a, a rib if he has for you to be married and that's your portion, he wants you to be connected and put in place to someone that you fit with, that your destiny fits with, that your call fits with, that your purpose fits with, that the plan of God that he has for you, that Jeremiah 29, 11 plan, he's designing it to fit back into the rib. You're the rib that fits back into the anatomy and the casing that God originally drew you from. So to um, understand that there's different levels of access to who you are as a woman of God, just because, as I posted on my, my Facebook page, just because someone buys you dinner out does not obligate you to giving them a night in. You're a woman of God. You're a virtuous woman. You're a pillar. You are God's glory and his masterpiece. The Bible says that there are things that God has prepared for you to do before the foundations of the world because you are his masterpiece. So understand he's already crafted your Friday nights. He's already crafted this season that you're in. He's got something beautiful prepared for you to be and to do right now. And you want to really guard and understand the type of access that other people have, particularly male people, have to you. So here it is in the scripture. 
Now, we break this down and we make it practical so we can understand what to do on our Friday and Saturday nights, right? And our Sunday afternoons when we go, oh, I just need someone to hold me, right? When you're having all those feelings and all those emotions, which quite honestly, they're God-given. They're God-placed. You just have to know how to navigate them, right? It's just like water's good, but if you pour it on the floor, it's going to be a problem. And a whole bunch of people could step in it. You could cause someone to get hurt or you could waste it, right? But water is one of the most precious commodities that we have. You just have to know how to direct it and what to do with it. And thank God, the Proverbs 31 principles and the word of God are here for us to do that. So he says, who, the, the word of God says, who can find a virtuous woman? Now, remember, this is Solomon's mother's prophesying to him. Someone's going to come into your life, Solomon, and I need you to be able to recognize her. If you keep fooling around with these silly head women, you're not going to be able to recognize her. If you keep on drinking and carrying on and staying up late and staying out all night, you're not going to be able to recognize the virtue. And listen, sisters, sometimes there are people in our lives, they might be the finest thing coming and going, but they're not able to recognize the fact that you are a virtuous woman. They might see you're a great businesswoman. They might see your hair. They might see your hips. They might see all these other things about you that catches their attention. But based on their past activity is what's going to determine if they're able to recognize the virtue and the call of God and the purpose of God in you. And this is, this is important for several reasons. Because we as females generally garner our... Um, sense of purpose and our sense of importance and our sense of being from the relationships that we have. Like everything could be going great at your job. It could be going great with you in your career. But if you don't have a man or if you're, you know, your relationships with your mom or your dad is like disheveled then you start to feel discouraged. And this is just the nature of who we are as women, which we'll, you know, talk about more uh, at another time. But suffice it to say, you can probably do a quick assessment of yourself and the most of the women that you know that. Um, even uh, different personality types, for the most part, women are very concerned about our relationships with, you know, that are in our lives. So God is showing us here in Proverbs 31 that there is a number of things that going, go into making a virtuous woman and who she's called to be, right? So <laughs> one of the things that Solomon's mother asked him is, who can find a virtuous woman? What is the type of man that will recognize and this word find is one of those interesting intricate words in the hebrew and it literally means and encompasses all of the words of find attract gain acquire keep cherish no all of that is in the word find so the question then becomes who can attract a virtuous woman who can cherish who can recognize a virtuous woman this is a very important thing for us to understand because just because someone does not recognize you because of their thinking their lifestyle what they feel is important does not recognize you as a woman or as a virtuous person or the gifts that you have in or out of a romantic relationship it is not the validation for who you are as god's daughter the question, the prophetic question that Solomon's mother asked him is what type of man can recognize a virtuous woman? What kind of man can see the script of the 29, Jeremiah 29, 11 thread that God has written over your life? 
That's a very important question and it's a prophetic question for us to understand as sisters. Hi, Sandra. Sandra, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Sister Sanchez. It's a very important question for us to understand as women, even as the prophetic question was posed to Solomon by his mom in this dear, intricate, and, and, and uh, close emotional conversation that she's speaking to her son about, her son with wisdom, her son with position. She says, what my son, what the son of my vows, what the son of my, my womb, what the son of my vows, how would you give away your strength? What kind of man are you gonna become? And then when a woman who is virtuous comes into your purview, into your attention and is on your radar, how are you gonna be able to respond to that? It has a lot to do with the man that you have developed yourself to be. And this is something important for us to realize as sisters, again, about seasons of preparations and seasons of process. When we go through seasons of process, we need to also understand that the man that God has for us will also have gone through seasons of process and seasons of promotion and seasons of position and seasons of placement. The same way that we see God put Adam in the garden, the garden of God, so beautiful, and he gave him a work to do, he gave him an assignment, and then he put him to sleep. There is a process that that man of God, and in our everyday lives, listen, you meet someone who's wonderful, someone you're like, oh, I just think they're the best thing coming and going, you're head over heels for them, but you have to be able to assess, does this person recognize, can they see the call of God on my life, and even naturally, are they able to see when I'm sad, when I'm up, when I'm down? Are they able to perceive what it is that um, I, you know, my personality? Do they flow well with who I am, right? Someone said, God has, God has equipped someone just for me. Amen, Sister Genzea. That is so true. And we fit perfectly with the man of God that God has prepared for us. Now, let me just share something for my sisters right here that is very practical because I think, especially for those of us in the church, where sometimes we're waiting on God like, Lord, hello, I'm trying to be found. But we don't necessarily have a setup within the kingdom of God right now. In most places, you have to actually go on a date to get to know a guy. And that gentleman has to be brave enough to step up to the plate and actually ask you out or to get to know you beyond seeing you at church or seeing you at work or whatever it is. And this is something, again, that I really believe the dating um, complex and the dating network has in some ways skewed for us because we're not really able to be around our male brothers and our, our brothers aren't able to be around their you know sisters, their counterparts, without being in a dating relationship. And you never really get to see the nuances of being male and female in this balance which we see right here in Proverbs, she's talking to him about how he's to be a man, what type of woman to look for. And then we have the disruption of relationships where some of us may not be able to speak to our mothers or fathers to get their wisdom or our grandmothers and our grandfathers to get their wisdom, right? So there's a lot of disruption. And then we come down and going, God, how come I'm not married? You know, but you never go out. You're not interacting with other male people. You're not even sure if you should smile at them or they take it the wrong way. Some brothers are just so self-conscious about opening a door for another female they're like oh boy here we go she's gonna think I'm like trying to hit on her right and as soon as you give someone a compliment so there's a lot of complexities in our natural world it is a fallen world affected by sin that 
skews the picture of God and it kind of um, takes the picture of God that he has for us and the process that he would have for us. And we have to call a realignment to that. And you listen, because this is a prophetic word, you can begin to prophesy, God, I thank you that the right types of relationships and the right types of people that you have to process and prepare me for the greatest things that you have in my life, I receive them now. I declare that every wrong relationship is being moved out of my life and every right relationship by the breath of God is being breathed in. And suffice it to say that those relationships that God has in your life, all of them, I'm not just talking about just romantic relationships, before you get to that romantic relationship, that special relationship, you are going to have a process of relationships with your mother, with your father, with those around you, like we see here in Proverbs 31. So I want to close out with this, even though there's so much more in the chapter, I'll come back and do a couple more lives. I pray that these couple of nuggets have blessed you. Hey, brother Isaiah, the timing on this was perfect. He said, well, I'm so glad about that because I really believe that it's so amazing with, with uh, feelings. And I, I think this prophetic word, that Solomon's mother speaks to him and teaches him shows us a great deal about time. There is, she talks about him giving his strength to women, to that which destroys kings. She talks about his kingship and who he is going to be. She talks about his conduct with his, that, that doesn't involve females at all. We don't necessarily think that how a man acts with his guy friends has anything to do with how he treats me, right? Like you can see him carrying on, making jokes. Maybe it's Facebook Live. Maybe it's something he posts. And then you see another friend post underneath, you know, WTF, or he just talks any kind of way. And, you know, the guy responds that that's funny or something. And there's no, there's no um, balance or check. Now, I'm not saying everyone has the same journey, but I'm just talking about a general sense of things that you might notice. When you notice those things, pay attention because relationships are prophetic. That's why the Bible says here in Proverbs 31, before you get to even talking about a virtuous woman, before you even get to talking about your conduct, I need to speak a prophetic word into your life. This is the prophecy that his mother taught him. A man that has prophetic word over his life will walk in that prophetic word. He will guide and guard his con his his um. Um, his character and what he does and his conduct, that's the word I was looking for, he will guard his conduct in every way long before he meets you and he will have his own prophetic standard of living and our brothers too need to understand this, that we as the daughters of King, we deserve to have a man, God's best for God's best. When you have done your very best in walking out the things of God and walking out the prophetic destiny that God has for you, you can't help but run right smack into the middle of your destiny in regards to a romantic relationship. This is something that we can trust God in. Now, naturally, we do need some help with how to interact with one another. When to smile, when to say hey, when to give your phone number, when not to give your phone number, when to connect with someone on Facebook, when to follow them on Instagram, right? So we need help with all of those balancing things. And maybe we'll do some more lives on that. We need we need instruction and we need help, especially because of the way our Western world dating system, romantic connection systems is set up. Um, sometimes it's not always in line with the word of God. But I pray that this is a word to help you carry on 
and rather than make it long i'll try to do a couple of short clips so i pray that you've all been blessed by just these few proverbs 31 principles and of course i'm glad our brothers joined us as well um, maybe we can do like a forum a format discussion um, we're just going to close with prayer right now um, because i see i've been on live for a little bit and i'm just going to pray that what we have spoken and what we have shared has been a blessing to you and that it's it has been just as proverbs 31 is a prophetic word for your life for your now season someone said this is confirmation for me i thought i was being too firm but thank god Hallelujah for the Holy Spirit. Yes, I'm so glad that you were blessed. And I want to thank that, thank you too for that comment because, you know, um, it's not that at another time you couldn't be more flexible, but God does confirm his His word. And he does, um, he does show himself to be true. Hallelujah. He shows himself to be real. And he shows up with what we need right then and right there. So I'm so glad that we're connected. I'm so glad that you watched. Hey, Brother Abe. This is the this is the hard part when people start signing on and you just want to stay on. And here is how about to end. So let's just say a word of prayer. I'm going to pray specifically for you uh, with the prophetic unction of the Holy Ghost for your life. Not just any prayer, but a prophetic prayer. So I'm going to make some decrees and I'm going to make some declarations that I pray that you uh, can be blessed. And I just want you to open up your heart um, to receive this prophetic word. According to Proverbs 31, I'm just going to begin to speak some things into the lives of those who are watching and those who will watch that you may share this with. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are speaking right now. You know the mind and the will of God. You know exactly what it is that those who are watching and those who will watch will need to hear, what they will need to see, what they will need to feel, what they will need to sense. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will cause all of those things to work together for their good in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, and decree and declare right now that every relationship is lining up for your purpose and your principle. I thank you that you will show the true hearts of every person, especially those that are romantic interests of those that will see this, that are connected to this, and that will watch it in the future. God, I thank you that you will allow us to receive by your Holy Spirit divine wisdom. Lord God, we won't turn to the left or to the right but we'll keep our eyes focused on you. We will acknowledge you in all of our ways. And we thank you that therefore you will direct our path. God, I thank you that the steps of those who are righteous that are watching are ordered of you. You are leading them right now to their divine relationships, their divine place, their divine process. God, I thank you that they won't abort the process. Lord God, but they will allow this process and, and preparation season to bring them to the blessed plan that you have for them and the blessed purpose that you have for them. God, I thank you that hope is arising in the hearts of my sister now and the hearts of my brothers watching, that they will not despair because of how relationships are working out or how things are changing or the process that you have them in. Lord God, I thank you that you are the comforter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the one who brings us comfort and you give us in all things to be content. So I thank you for being our spirit of our spirit of peace. Hallelujah. And I thank you for being our Prince of Peace, Jesus. I declare and decree right now for those watching that the anxiousness, all of the tension over and frustration, God, and, and feelings of hopelessness, hopelessness and loneliness would be dissipated right now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, especially for the hearts of my sisters that are spoken of so beautifully and so tenderly here in Proverbs 31 and the amazing men of God, Lord God, that are spoken of 
and that are prophesied to in Proverbs 31. I thank you, Lord God, that you'll bring us all, hallelujah, to the place that you have for us. And I thank you, Lord God, for the divine relationship that you do have for us, that romantic relationship, Lord God, that fulfills everything that you have designed and purposed in our life to carry us into greater glory and to greater purpose, to move with us into a new season of marriage. And I thank you, Lord God, for that as well. We thank you, Lord God, that your purposes will be fulfilled in everything that we do, say, and everything that we think and we feel. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, I agree, someone said, being firm is important and listening to the Holy Spirit, amen, is very important. You just had to do some ground rules and boundaries. Okay, everybody give some hearts for Brother Isaiah. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for this prophetic word. Listen, I pray you've been blessed by it. Um, please know as well that I do individual mentoring if there's anyone, especially for my sisters. Um, I do a three-week mentoring course in just getting clear on your purpose in life. It's called 21 Days of Purpose, and it's based on the life of Daniel and Esther. And you're welcome to go to my website to check that out. If you'd like to enroll with me for that, in the appropriate time and season, God will allow that opportunity to um, to meet your needs. And you can go to carryhomesonline.com to get a hold of that. Um, carryhomesonline.com is where most of the information about um, Bible studies, women's conferences, when we finally get back to getting together, all of that was posted is posted on my website. And you can always follow me here on facebook.com forward slash you can carry on. Funny little thing, someone actually called me Miss On because they didn't know that my last name is Holmes. I'm part of the Holmes family, the gospel singing group. Carrie Holmes is my name. Just using a little play on words to remind you that you can carry on. You see how I did that there? Well, listen, I pray that you can be blessed and encouraged. Please share this with anyone that you know who's single, and especially my single sisters, so that they can be blessed and encouraged. And if you have any questions, feel free to send them in my inbox. You can always put asking for a friend, and they can remain confidential. If you'd like your inquiry to remain confidential, or your prayer requests to remain confidential, please know that because this is ministry and because that is sacred to me, and special to me, um, the way that we were raised and trained in ministry through my dad, um, uh, Reverend Holmes, and my mom, Dr. Holmes, um, we're very careful to um, keep confidence. It's not something you're going to see posted on Facebook or a prayer concern. If you ask uh, for confidentiality in that prayer concern, it's not something you're going to see um, talked about in public, but we'll keep that in confidential prayer. And we know that God will answer your prayer. All right. So thank you so much for reaching out. Thanks for connecting and joining me for this moment at midnight. Y'all get some sleep. Enjoy your rest. Or if you're staying up to spend time with the Lord, may he refresh you as you watch for him through the night and enjoy your time with your king. Love you so much. God bless you all. And I will see you with another word to carry on in the very near future. God bless. <laughs>